us. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Yowie Shelf. Grab a seat and relax. What was not depicted was 15 <laughs> minutes of host angst over <laughs> connections, too many tabs being open. And uh, browsers that suddenly don't want to work, even though they've been fine all year. So And browser failure. Uh, the, the, is... the end of year struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last episode of the season and the last episode of the year. Wow. I can't believe it. Uh, we're going to have I... a very, very busy few couple of weeks because yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't go home very often, but I do go home for Christmas, so I'll be out. So we have a few busy couple of weeks, but I'm excited. Yes. Uh, and... I'm excited that, you know, this has been an amazing season. This is season four of the show. I can't wow. believe it. I know. Me neither, uh, but I, I never know what season we're in, so honestly. I think, honestly, <laughs> if I lured Corolla in with a box with a string attached and, like, a, a gravitation manga, I could tell her it's season 50 and she'd be like, yeah. Sure. I mean, I can't count. I can't do math. I just take It's everything. literally just at the top it. of every outline. It's in every episode. That doesn't mean I actually take it in. You know, I the thing is, I was doing a friend of a friend was doing this school project thing and mm -hmm. was interviewing people with dyslexia and dyscalculia. So I have dyscalculia, mm -hmm. you know, the math. Yes. And I got these questions and it it made me realize once again how fucked up I am because like I just live with this. So there's this question that's like, how do you cope with this? Have you have you figured out any coping mechanisms in your daily life? And I'm like, yeah, I mostly just avoid numbers. So so what yeah. my so what my brain does is like I'll I'll be presented with numbers and I just gloss over them. I don't even register them because I'm not going to retain them anyway. So I just don't. I just don't. Me uh, with anything dealing with spatial awareness because I test very <laughs> poorly for spatial awareness. So it's like, oh, grab this object and rotate it at 170 degrees. I don't know what the fuck that means. That's all I'm about to do. Uh, so. <laughs> Thank you all for being here for this hell of a season. Thank you. Wow. Uh, and we're going to wrap up the year by talking about something that we talked about in the old show, but a lot has changed. Uh, that's a common theme with this season and going into season five next year is peek behind the curtain. Topics that we previously covered, but in a short few years, a lot has changed. Yep. Yep. So that facilitates having these conversations again. Because even in the couple of years since we last talked about halls and hall culture, things have shifted a lot. Mm. So we're going to talk about halls and hall culture. We're going to talk about some of the reasons why especially BL fans are very prone to this very pernicious form of overconsumption. I take We're gonna, great offense to this. <laughs> and I want to start off with that. This is coming for no specific creator. This is not set in shade. This is not calling anyone out. This is much like Fujin brain rot. Stuff that we see. Stuff that we internalize. Stuff that we have dealt with. So, no, we are not calling out insert creator here. No, we're not calling you out. 
no, we're not doing any of that. This is stuff that we've seen in what twenty years each of fandom. Uh, so no, we're not like oh, cancel this one creator. No, we're not doing that. We're not no. stepping on any X. We're not. We're not a call out channel unless we're calling out capitalism, which we are going to do a lot in this episode. As one should. Just the season. Uh, the season. Um, and we're going to talk about why, again, like why especially BL fans are so prone to that. So this is where, as much as I assuade capitalism, support small businesses, including this one. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, we are on Patreon, which gives us the money to make all different kinds of fun things and give gifts to guests, which is something that I am big on because I was raised by Southerners. Mm. Which might be the only benefit of being black and Southern is I get all the hospitality with none of the racism. The the the, the better of those deals, I guess. Oh yeah, arguably it's a much better <laughs> deal. Um, I think my friends benefit from it the most because they're the ones that get to see me fully just turn into a Southern housewife. <laughs> um including feeding them at all uh, like anytime someone's over i'm feeding them i have left houses cleaner than when i arrived i am magic and it scares people sometimes uh, <laughs> but if you'd like to support the show get some exclusive merch and uh get behind the scenes special videos uh you can do so at patreon.com slash the yowie shelf uh thank you to our patrons you guys will get a proper thank you at the end of the video as always um, so today we are here to talk about halls and hall culture, starting with Corolla. What is a hall? <laughs> uh, can I just say that it's like a cursed internet phenomenon of showing off what you have bought for yourself? <laughs> yes. And, and I am guilty of it. I do it all the time. I, I, I don't call it a hall, but I do yes. I like to post my manga hauls on the internet when they arrive yes it's actually really really funny because that's something that i've noticed about that was one of the first things i noticed about corolla because she as much as she doesn't want to admit it i definitely saw her like as a manga tuber back when that was a word where no, it was essentially not, yes. not a tuber because i don't do youtube aside from this but like yes. i i tried to be part of the manga gram community yes. because as an author who doesn't do yeah. art, I can't, there's a limit to how much BL content I can post that is my own writing. So I try to right. stay relevant by posting reviews. So, yes. so I, I, but then, you know, I don't have any energy for it. So I, I, I rarely do it. I used to do it a mm -hmm. lot more, but yeah, I like, yeah. I like posting like aesthetically pleasing manga pictures and talking about yes. things I've read. Yes. But that also led me down the path of uh, slight self-loathing. <laughs> yeah. So much like Corolla said, halls especially, and you see halls with everything. If you go on yeah. YouTube every community. or TikTok, every community has halls. There's Shein halls. There's Timu halls. There's, oh, this is the hall I got from Costco. That's called going grocery shopping. That's not a hall. <laughs> it's like, oh, this, I, is, this is my Walmart hall. That's called going grocery shopping. <laughs> I mean, considering, consider
considering the financial situation that the entire world is right now, you could post like a picture of like one cabbage and you'd be like, this is my haul because this, this is, is all my I well. can afford. Right. I bought, I spent all my money on this cabbage because it's all I can afford. Is it a deep cut to reference the decaying Victorian pineapples? Yes. Okay. So back in the no, Victorian but era. Go ahead. <laughs> Back in the Victorian era, pineapples were a rarity that came from the New World. but So only really, really rich people could get, like, pineapples. So what they would do is, like, a rich person would buy a random fucking pineapple. And they would just, like, them and their friends just watch it slowly rot. <laughs> because it's this beautiful novelty. And it speaks so much to Victorian excess, which is stupid. Oh, just sitting here and watching a fruit rot. They never ate it. You can't eat it. That ruins it. It's like fucking a virgin. You can't eat the fucking pineapple. You have to sit and let it decompose See, until it becomes base matter. I can relate to this because I will... <laughs> you know when you get something and it's like too nice? And I, yes. I'm a hoarder at heart. So yes. I have done this over and over again with different things but like years and years and years ago when i was straight uh mm -hmm. my boyfriend at the time his dad gave me one of these super fancy like big lint chocolate rabbits for for, for yes. easter and i would yes. not eat it and it would just sitting there on a shelf for literal years until the golden wrapping started peeling off and i actually had to throw it away and i will do this i have i have like hello kitty lollipops that my friend bought me in like 2005 that are like sitting in like a like just a box yeah but yes. like they're in plastic so they look fine and don't get me started on the occasional uh, packages I get from G when there are fan club merch things and there are snacks in them. And I just <laughs> I just leave them in the packaging okay. and I never look at them. I next am a Victorian. Sticker. I just don't watch it decay. is Corolla with her decaying Victorian pineapple. Um, <laughs> just watching a fruit rot. I don't um, even... I don't even I don't even eat pineapple. I love pineapple. I don't like it. Not for the horror reason. Just I love pineapple. <laughs> that is I hate I hate that the internet is taken that as like, oh, if you eat a lot of pineapples because you know you're doing the sex stuff. And it's like, can I just not like fruit? No. Am I allowed I mean, to just not like fruit? Can the design be me watching watching a decaying lemon? Because that's that yes, feels I can do point. that. Because that I is can literally that. me hoarding manga and not reading it. That's literally us. So when we say hauls, it's much like Corolla said. It's it's the social aspect of buying usually a lot of things. A yeah. haul is not, here's one book I got from the library. No, no, it no. It is almost always tied to consumption. It is always usually tied to overconsumption. And it is inherently social for the desire, whether you want to admit it or not, of eliciting FOMO, fear of missing out, and making yourself look big and fancy. Mm -hmm. It's the most insidious aspects of the social internet. Because, and again, this is not calling out any one creator, but it's going to feel like a fucking call out. You are doing this to show off how much money you have and how much you can afford. And you're doing that to elicit an amount of FOMO in your audience. It is it is the dick measuring contest. It is a clout game. 
yes. Or <laughs> if you are not purposely doing it to incite FOMO in others, you're doing it because you don't want to experience the FOMO. Like right. when I do it, I just want to point out, I don't have any money. And this is why. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, I don't, it's not to show off that I have money. It is literally right. to show off that, look at me. I, I am also love, one of the kids doing I, something. I also am yes. up with with the releases that I do not right. read for five years. Uh, right. so, so, you know, this episode is just majorly, at least for my part, me calling out myself. I am yeah. painfully aware of my hypocrisy. And uh, it's me calling out myself a little bit, too, because when peek behind the curtain, the former host of the show was a MangaTuber. So that conspicuous level of consumption was something that I felt like I had to mimic and model. Mm -hmm. But because I do social media as a job, I'm very bad at it. I don't <laughs> like that. I have to do it every day at work. To be a woman is to perform. I don't like it. So usually when I'm showing off the things that I've purchased, it's usually one or two small things. It's very, very rarely these big grandiose displays of, I dropped $300 at right stuff. It's, oh, I went to half price and I found one vinyl record. And because, again, halls are intrinsically social, and they are intrinsically a clout game, there's not a lot of space for people that, one, are not of the same economic level. Spoiler alert, a lot of the people doing halls can't afford this shit either. Nope. <laughs> Spoiler alert, many of us have very bad spending habits. I, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I want to, you know, just putting myself yep. out there. I am not running myself bankrupt. Like, I never no. use more money than I have, but right. I definitely have made some dubious financial choices. Absolutely. In no, 100%. And I have too. Like, so I think that dovetails us perfectly into why halls are bad. And I'm using bad in air quotes because intrinsically, there is nothing negative about being a peacock and showing that your dick is bigger than other people's when it comes to the amount of stuff you own. There's a mug that um, a former coworker threatened to give me that says, um, whoever dies with the most fabric wins. <laughs> and I felt that in my bones as someone who hoards fabric. Uh, because there was a time where I used to make things for people and sell them. So I would just hoard, especially licensed fabric of like, oh, this is like officially licensed Pokemon fabric. This is officially licensed, you know, Harry Potter, I know, fabric. So I would just hoard all this fabric for like the intents of, oh, I'm going to sell this. Well, I never did any of the selling, so I just had all this fucking fabric. So the line of whoever dies with the most fabric wins was very much on me. I heard something move. That's probably the demon again. Anyways. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm being distracted. Sansa's having an asthma attack, so I'm just making sure he's not choking to death on the side here. Word of it all. Can he tell you he's having an asthma attack? Oh, you, you can notice. Uh, <laughs> what He's like coughing his lungs out over there, but I think he made it. 
as an asthmatic, I can relate. Uh, So halls aren't intrinsically bad. There is nothing inherently wrong with ostentatious displays of wealth. Well, there are sometimes are we had a whole french revolution because of that like there's <laughs> there's nothing super inherently wrong with it but the bad i want to talk about is when you are bankrupting yourself to fit in and mm. i think especially bl fans have this problem now when there's so much out there yeah there's so many fucking games and so many fucking novels and you need 13 different subscriptions to 15 different websites and Juna is always having sales. Tokyo Pop is back from the dead for some reason. <laughs> See, this is one of the this is one of the positive things about being an international fan because like mm-hmm. I I can just disregard those sales because either they will not ship to me Mm-hmm. Or the shipping is so ridiculous that there's no point in in participating in the sale. So at least that's something. Right. So bad feels like a really loaded term. But the biggest part is it's when you're bankrupting yourself. It's yeah. when you're looking at your bills at the end of the month and is like, I have overspent. I have overexerted myself. I also want to give some copability to the FOMO. Trust me, there have been plenty of times where I've looked at manga ka, um, at manga creator, sorry, and like figured, am I less of a fan for not buying everything and not reading yeah. everything? Because I've mentioned, I've been very open about this. I am mentally ill. <laughs> I do not have the energy, the executive function, the attention span to keep up with manga the way I used to. I am a full-grown adult with a job and responsibilities. I do not consume anime the way I used to. I do not read manga the way I used to, especially BL. Gone are the days where I could snort boys kissing books. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think the FOMO part of it can be incredibly negative and it can be very socially isolating because it brings up this idea that to be a fan is to be a consumer. Yeah, I think that is such a big part of it because, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is literally what I do, right? And we've talked about how I get weird and competitive about things. I I don't consider myself a competitive person normally, but then it comes to like a fandom thing and I get really weird about it. Like, right. I need to prove that I am the biggest fan. I am the biggest fan. I, you know, and it's, it is so stupid. Yeah. (laughs) it's very and it and and but it feels so valid when you're in that moment of yeah. you know when you're looking at all because like, you know we have a lot of friends and mutuals who are very open about how much they consume and it's like shit am I less of a fan because I don't have thirty million volumes am I less of a fan because I don't do this? Am I yeah. less of a fan because I don't have the attention economy or the fiscal economy <clears throat> to read 15 things on webtoons? Yeah. So, and, yeah. Like, I, I've spent a lot of time recently partially preparing for this episode and partially because this is what my YouTube algorithm has been feeding me. And I've been watching a lot of videos about people discussing book talk and how it ruined reading for them, right? So it's essentially the same thing uh, because it's the whole, 
but especially if you look at book talk in particular, you know, like take Colleen Hoover. I still haven't read a single Colleen Hoover book, which is one of these things where I feel like I've been on the I've been on the roller coaster ride, but I still have mm -hmm. no idea what the books are about because I I've been there watching people go from oh my god these are the greatest books ever I am obsessed to oh my god I'm so fucking fed up with Colleen Hoover I never want to touch her books ever again and I'm like what the freak right. happened book talk happened and right. there have been so many videos in my feed recently where people are talking about how they you know lost themselves because suddenly everything is all about consuming the right thing consuming the trendy yes. thing buying the books yes. that everyone is buying reading the books yes. that everyone are reading and then yep. of course reading books only to check them off on goodreads to see how right. many you can read and that is not a healthy way to consume anything and for a lot it's of these not. people i think especially the younger ones at mm -hmm. first you get a kick out of it because you feel like you're part of a community and and everything mm -hmm. but then it just feels like it's just empty there's just it's this a void. prison yeah because you're just doing yeah. it because you're not you know right. you're just reading these books and that's the thing like if you want to be whether that is book talk or manga uh, you know the manga community if mm -hmm. you aren't jumping on the series that everyone is reading you're irrelevant like no one cares if you post about something that isn't on the top 10 list right because that is what you're supposed to i'm using air quotes supposed to right. be talking about right like 100 percent. because like i get that a little bit as a youtuber i know we said we're going to keep this very narrowly in yaoi and bl but of course we're not uh but like i know i have that <laughs> because it's related I it's really i talk a lot about older series so like yeah i don't get those good seo you know yeah you know, little scraps because no i don't want to talk about shield hero or i don't want to talk about one piece i will never talk about one piece leave me alone i'm not going back i'm not I going left. there i i fucking I, I jumped off that boat years ago <laughs> i'm not i swam to shore <laughs> desperately i will not go back you're not dragging me back there I, I dipped my toes in. I watched the first episode. I, I, I was tagged. there. I loved it. I even tolerated it when it was the shitty four kids dub. <laughs> I loved One Piece. And then Funimation took over. And there's thousands of chat. Fuck that. I'm not returning. You <laughs> lost me. I'm I'm in my mid-30s. I'm never coming <laughs> I mean, at this rate. Looking at One Piece in particular, at age 30, you'd have to use at least half of the remainder of your life just catching up. I would rather catch no back up to case closed. <laughs> I would rather go back and read old Lupin. I am not going back. But, you know, there is, especially, like, you know, for creators like me this intense like fomo because and we've mentioned this you know especially in early yaoi fandom you kind of read and did everything right yeah because but there it was, was five fucking volumes exactly and there wasn't so, much to choose from and this is there like wasn't this is the big problem just speaking i mean I, i'm gonna i'm gonna jump ahead a couple of our points as i explain my own situation but we'll we'll delve deeper into it but like for me what happened is that I, every single month now, I order mm -hmm. 
so much manga and every mm-hmm. single month i tell myself i have lost control this is ridiculous mm-hmm. because what i'm doing mm-hmm. and, and like all the manga i'm ordering isn't bl but about like at least 90% 80% of it is bl and the reason mm-hmm. for this is that i am an old school fujin i am used like when i was mm-hmm. younger there was a limit to what i could buy because i was young and i didn't have any money and there was mm-hmm. a limit to what i could get because i could because i could only get it at one specific physical store and what they had Absolutely. were my options now i have the internet at my fingertips i'm an adult i have disposable income and mm-hmm. i have gotten used to buying everything that is on offer but mm-hmm. now there is so much of it and i just i Why? have this i have this need to and this isn't even about you know wanting to catch up with everyone and like read what mm-hmm. everyone is reading it is literally that primal instinct i have in myself that is telling me i must buy all the bl because that's what right. i've always done but now exactly. there's so and, fucking much of it and then you add on someone like me who is very openly admitted like hey this stuff doesn't hit for me the same like whether it's burnout, mental illness, or is getting old, I'm just not interested in a lot of the stuff that comes out. And that so, is so what, valid. Which is, yeah. So it's like, okay, so now I feel like I'm already lesser of a fan because I'm not spending $500 a month on backwards comic books. Don't do I'm it. fundamentally not interested in a lot of this stuff. So I think where it's bad is the FOMO the overspending and then shaming others yeah now i will say this is very much not as present in the bl community because for the most part we're just happy that there's gay shit yeah i don't see this as much in the bl yaoi community i do see it in manga tube a lot though Mm. that it's like oh you didn't buy this 300 box set you're not a fan fuck off See, this is why I don't do communities. <laughs> I just I, literally no, but, is the co-host of a communal show. Yeah, but that's different because I mean, okay. I, let's not let's not pretend like I am very actively participating <laughs> in our community. Either Jesus me Christ. up till eleven last night watching I, an H bomber guy video. That's four hours long. I'm so sorry, everyone. I truly do love our community. I'm just socially yes. burned out. I can't. It counts. The candle was never lit for Corona. No, no. There, I'm sorry. Like you can't not, burn out. It's, it's a wet candle. The candle has is, never been lit. This candle, this candle has just been floating, like yeah. in, in in the bottom of a ship that is sinking. That for candle, so that candle is in a box submerged submerged in the hull of a boat. That candle hasn't been lit in decades. Listen, that candle. <laughs> Is at the bottom of the of the ocean with the Titanic. Yeah. That yeah. is my and candle. Those, and those poor people that were trying to explore it. Um, yeah, but it's it's guilting others into thinking that they're less yeah. of a fan for their for for not consuming. Because here's the funny thing about economics: the world's on fire right now. America is dealing with a recession. There's inflation. Manga is expensive. Um, and if the choice is ever electricity or boys kissing books, I'm choosing electricity. You know, there's a part of me that 
on the one hand, would actually consider that. But also, I think I have enough unread boys kissing books that I would be able to make the choice of electricity. Uh, like, but it yeah, could I, just I, be like, honestly, at this age, I could just do like rent and throw my uh, my unread manga into a trash can and burn it and heat like, my home. I have problems. So, no, but also, yeah. and another thing that adds to that, of course, is, you know, not only is the world on fire in the financial crisis kind of way, but there's the environmental part of it, which I know nobody likes to talk about. But, like, no I am so it. acutely aware of how my consumerism... And, like, I like to tell myself that I'm not so bad because I'm not, you know, because I hang on to everything I own, right? I don't mm -hmm. throw anything. I don't throw the boxes of my figures away. Mm -hmm. I don't sell anything. I don't give anything away. I wear my clothes until they literally mm -hmm. fall apart. So I'm mm -hmm. not the kind of person who, like, buys stuff and then buys new stuff to replace it almost immediately. Like, I don't mm -hmm. need a new phone every time there's a new model. But I mm -hmm. buy so much manga and so many figures and so many books and most of it mm -hmm. i have to order because it is cheaper for me personally to order mm -hmm. it rather than buying it here if it even is available right. here but that means everything is being flown by airplane and driven yep. by cars and you know yep. there's the climate taxes and there are you know yep. the packaging and it is yep. so bad for the environment. And I am such a hypocrite. I know. So I know. I don't. So I don't want to diminish where you're going. And <laughs> when we decide on where we're going to start posting our sources, I will definitely link some videos that talk about the climate crisis and fast shipping, especially for us Americans with Amazon. Because for a lot of us, Amazon is our go-to retailer. And two-day and one-day shipping is killing the planet. But also... Just to put into comparison about climate change, it is never on individuals to fix climate change. It is a corporation wow. issue. And while there are things that individually we can do to help, as long as there is Coca-Cola and there is harvesting of palm oil, as long as there is e-waste in the Congo, as long as there are all these things, I don't care if you go chop down the trees yourself and, and, and hand draw your own fucking manga. Your consumerism is not the problem. It is, so uh, there are absolutely valid ways to talk about this, but that's one big thing that I'm huge on when it, talk, when it comes to like talking about the ecology of consumerism is mm. that isn't an individual thing usually, that's a business thing. So like Timu has that problem. The way Timu uses, I'm going to go ahead and say it, slave labor and really, really sketchy practices and their shipping um, practices that's not on people who are just looking to buy cheap <laughs> shit because they can't afford expensive shit. So anyways, that's, um, that's Amanda's Marxist corner. Hello. Um, so halls are bad when they make you feel bad, when you are making other people feel bad, and when you are overexerting yourself. That's when halls are bad. Halls can do some good. One of the biggest things, especially about BL halls in the start, was to show off to show other fans. I know um, 
So me and former co-hosts are both huge fans of Fumi Yoshinaga. I know Corolla is as well, but not quite in cult status no, I'm yet. Not, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it, but not quite there. So that wasn't a dig at Corolla. I'm just acknowledging not quite at cult status yet. So like we would show off when we would go to like stores like, oh my God, I found all this Fumi Yoshinaga because especially Fumi Yoshinaga has a lot of works that Americans have never heard of. Yeah, yeah. He's been producing manga for all these fucking years and people only know, Oku, what did you eat yesterday in Antique Bakery? Yeah. So halls, when they're done as a form of education, it's, oh, here's a bunch of works by, you know, Fumi Yoshinaga by Ko Yonada. Here's a bunch of works by older mangaka. That's when halls can be great. And just like when we talked about Fujin Brain Rot, the social aspect, when you are not trying to elicit FOMO, when you are just excited and showing off what you have, that is electric. I love, so I got into the cult of collecting vinyl records because I'm that bitch. And like, my friends and I have a little like de facto like vinyl records club and it's just like being a dick at a vinyl store where it's all your hipster friends like oh I got this one single for 1975 but like we're not doing it to be mean to other people we're having a good time we mostly buy like anime OST vinyl like I have one of the devil man vinyls mm, so like that is very cool it's very cool um <laughs> It's very cool. I have the Fooly Cooly vinyl. I have the Cowboy Bebop vinyl. So, like, it's mostly just us being nerds. So, like, is there some conspicuous consumerism in that? Of course there is. Those vinyls ain't cheap. But for the most part, it's just us being excited that we got this thing. Yeah. So it isn't... Or, like, when I got back from Japan and I was like, here's all the money I spent on Gachapon. It wasn't just... (laughs) Hey, don't ask how, don't ask why I have no coins left. Don't ask. It was, <laughs> here are these dumb things that I love. Please look at them and appreciate them. Yeah. When I started falling in love with Nindoroids. That wasn't, please don't, please calculate how much money I've spent on plastic figurines. It's, oh my God, I love this tiny man so much. Yes. And I mean, yes, and that is such a big part of it. Like the joy that, yes. that these things can inside, not only in yourself, because let's be honest, you know, I buy these things because they make me happy. But right. you know, when you nerd out with your friends about it, whether, you know, or, or an online community, like that, you know, it's so. It's magical. It's like, magical. It's very fulfilling. When I started sharing my Nindos in our server, it was like, oh my god, look at the boy! And I was like, look at the boy! And it's like, like you know, and, and you know those those accounts that do, like, the Nendo photography? And they I put them love on it! I love that! And it's so cool! Like, yes. so, like, when I share that I have all this manga, that I have all this... It's because I'm excited. It's because I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. I know that I have bad spending habits. I know that I have horrible impulse control. But I'm doing it because I'm excited because I care. Yeah. And because I love this dumb thing. And I want you to love this dumb thing as much as I love this dumb thing. And I'm hoping that we can connect over this dumb thing. Right. So I think halls, when done appropriately are great because one thing also that they can be used for is a tool again 
to find other things that you like. So, especially, like, I know everyone talks about the summer Hikaru died because no one has <laughs> read any other manga. I mean, the summer Hikaru died is very, very good. But, like, I love that, to me, it felt like the way people were talking about Yuri on Ice, like, no one has seen another anime. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, it was the first movie about to do this. It's like, eh, it's good. I, I just read, I mean, I finally got the Summer Hikaru Died Volume 2 in the mail. Because, you know, everything yes. takes forever. Yes. And uh, I, for some reason, had lulled myself into thinking that it was only two volumes. And now I'm upset. Because yeah, now I'm like, normal. what do you mean I have to wait for Volume 3? Yeah, I mean, it's good. I like it. This is not me nagging the summer he kind of died. It just no, gives me, like, I know. Very I know big... that you really enjoy it. It just gives me like very like big like given Yuri on Ice vibes where it's like people who've never read another fucking series. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... like... I mean, I will say that I have been so tired for so long that I haven't really been on the social internet for a while other than to scream about figure skating, which is literally just me talking to myself. Which is Corolla admitting that it's my job to do the social internet part, which is why I am so tired. I am sorry, but I also want to say that we do have this weird time is an illusion. Time is also a serious time difference between us. And every time I log on, on our account, like in the mornings, my time, our yes. timeline is dead. There has been no since you were on the day before. So I'm over yes. here like there's nothing to interact with because I am literally on a different planet. Uh, yes. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I but I, I will say I haven't been, you know, a lot on like Twitter or other social media for a while. And so so that might be part of it, but I haven't really seen a lot of people talk that much about the summer he got to die, actually. But maybe I'm just... It's really tangential for me. For the most part, people are talking about it in a very, very thoughtful and great way. So it's more like periphery. It's like, it's on the crest of the horizon. It isn't that much, but it's enough to annoy me, which does not take a lot. I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same, though. Yeah, I'm an old man. It is not the overwhelming conversation, which, thank God... Because I would throw that book across the ocean if that happened. But it's enough to where, like, I can see it on the horizon and then really get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> so I think in a lot of ways, halls in their purest form are good. You know, they can be a great way to show people uh, works by a creator that they haven't thought of or seen before. Sometimes you get a rare thing and it's fun it's exciting you know we're at the end of the day we're all just fucking gremlins and you know you get a new shiny yeah. thing and you just want to show it off and it's exciting um so i don't think that halls have to be negative i do think that we can reclaim halls to be a positive thing now yeah. how did we get here <laughs> Unfortunately, well, it, was a- it took a while it did take a while yeah. Uh, tragically, we have to talk about gatekeeping. <laughs> we have to talk about gatekeeping. As usual. Yeah, as usual. We hate talking about it, but I know one thing that kept a lot of fans initially from sharing is, again, it's that need to be the top fan. It's, I am the biggest consumer. I am the best consumer. I am the most consumer. So there was a lot of gatekeeping that led to this almost radical desire to democratize halls. 
And you can see current hall culture almost being an overcorrection of that. For the rest of the recording. We're going to try to get through the rest of the day. You guys did not see several minutes of back and forth about <sighs> panic troubleshooting, but we're going to press forward. Yes. All right. So, Hope and prayers. Yes. How did we get here when it comes to Hall's uh, going from being this genuine expression of mutual excitement to this being a uh, life-sucking FOMO-inducing hellish miasma. Spoiler, it's them damn kids and their cell phones. I mean, it's a lot of things. Okay, we're going to start with <laughs> gatekeeping. Yeah. Because this is something that both of us can speak to as two people who have very complicated feelings about gatekeeping. Oh, God. I am... Call me Sailor... What? What? Wait. Which is the... Oh, my God. I'm terrible. Are you thinking Pluto? Yeah, Sailor Pluto, because she's the gatekeeper. <laughs> I'm sorry, love, Pluto. I no. love that I did not need any additional information for that one. But uh, so I think gatekeeping is a big aspect of it is, you know, at first we didn't share a lot of what we purchased because it was ours. It was our dragon treasure. It was, you know, I, I'm the one with the most manga and I'm going to die with the most manga. <laughs> And build my pyramid when I right. die out of manga. And you can share with your close friends. I mean, and even that was, you know, a bit of flexing, as the kids would say. It's like, oh, you know, because I remember, like, so we all, so in our friend group, we had one friend. Her name was Ashley. And her mom would buy Yaoi for her, like the 18 plus stuff, because she didn't care. Her mom was the mom that, like, clearly wasn't paying attention. It was just like, oh, this book is 18 plus, whatever. And we just buy her books. And she's like, I'm just glad my child's reading. So she didn't really care. <laughs> so like, yeah, there was a lot of like flaunting. Like, look what I got. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, because your mom doesn't love you enough. To oh my police. god. Well, because like we're we're minors. We shouldn't be reading this stuff. I mean, like, so like, it is a form of negligence. I mean, she's not listening to this show. If you are, you still owe me money from high school. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but like, but like, yeah, like, is, I mean. Is, a level of like flexing my mom doesn't love me enough to keep me from reading adult material so here look at what i have fellow youths um but there was that flip side to it <laughs> just for later i i dropped you a message for later i saw <laughs> like you know but for us like we would share with our close friends I mean, there also wasn't a social internet back in those days. No. What were you going to do? Post post your nerd shit on Zanga? No one you know, fucking cared. I vaguely remember there was a, like, I you can't even call it a trend because it was probably like five of us, you know, on DeviantArt yeah. where we would like post pictures of our rooms and, you know, you would tidy it up real nice yes. and make sure that you got... I found these photos recently and it's so funny because it's like my little manga shelf and it has like 15 volumes at the most yep. of like three different series. And I'm like, oh, look at Which, baby two. <laughs> speaking, of the, speaking of DeviantArt, the social internet is also a huge factor in it. So again, back when we were younger and the dinosaurs were still roaming and Jesus was just nailed to the cross... Um, <laughs> Because those things happened at the same time, according yeah. to Christians. Yeah, apparently. Uh, everything was just, yeah. 
so back, you know, during the time of Noah's Ark and the dinosaurs, when we were teenagers, before electricity. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there was no internet. We didn't, like, I've said this so many times, we had dial-up internet in this yeah. house until 2008. And the internet that we did have... I mean, it was social, but not in a way that we know it. Because, like, yeah. it feels disingenuous to say that the internet wasn't social. I didn't make tons of clout dollars on Quizilla without <laughs> it being a social aspect to it. You know, I, I didn't become one of the most popular porn writers on Quizilla without there being a social aspect to it. And even the social aspect of it usually was taking something offline and bringing it into real life. Like yeah. printing out web comics, which you did all the fucking time. Our libraries hated us. So, but like the true social internet, <laughs> the social internet that is, you know, X, formerly Twitter. Twitter forever. Twitter forever, just to piss off Elon. That was, you know, DeviantArt. That was, you know, Facebook. That was Instagram. That was YouTube. That was a huge factor. And I noticed this. So, like, there is an amazing um, progression, if you watch my old YouTube videos, of watching this wall transform. So, it started with just one or two pieces of fabric, because what actually happened is there was a little scuff on my wall from my chair. So, I <laughs> put some fabric behind it to hide the scuff mark, because I couldn't let people who are watching me see this giant scuff mark behind me. So, you can see the building up of this giant fucking wall behind me. Where I'm accumulating pieces over time because I was painfully aware of what it meant to be perceived. Mm. I was now noticing that other people are looking at this and I don't want someone to say, what the fuck is going on with your wall? <laughs> so I went the dazzle camouflage route that you can't say anything about my fucking wall except for how cool it is. Shut up. So I noticed that with fandom, that, you know, we used to be so proud of little subtle signifiers. Like, yeah. oh my God, I was one of the people that had a Full Metal Alchemist pocket watch. I still have it. So like watching people with their little alchemist watch silver chains, little charms and stuff on our backpacks, those horrible, you know, those like messenger bags you get like only at convention that have like anime and manga on it and it's horrible. But, like, they're thick as fuck. I have a Gravitation one. I have a Full Metal <laughs> Alchemist one. Uh, like, there are all these little, like, subtle and not-so-subtle signifiers to, you know, flash that we were fans. Well, now that we're on the social internet, it isn't just people in our immediate vicinity who are looking at us. It's everyone. Yeah. And because, especially so many of us, spent so much of our anime and manga career being gatekept and told that they're in a long con, now we have to over-exam, like, look, I'm a fan, look at all the books I have, whoever yeah. dies with the most manga wins. Because <laughs> I've spent 15 years being told I'm a fake fan, that I'm not here, that I'm not valid, that I'm only doing this for male attention, that this is a phase I'm going to grow out of. So now I have all these eyes on me. I have nothing but indignation. I'm five foot fucking one. I cannot be the bigger person. <laughs> I physically cannot be the bigger person. I will always be small and petty. I believe overcompensation 
is the word. <laughs> Ready to fight God. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to overly conspicuously consume. Look at all these books I have that show you that I'm valid. And then that stopped working with women because they get like the whole like, Gamergate thing where they're like, oh, you're only buying that to signal to men. Yeah. I'm reading fucking Motohagia to signal to men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading jellyfish to appeal to men. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, awesome. more men should read Princess Jellyfish. Come on, more boys. All men should read Princess Jellyfish. Yeah, yeah, I'm up here considering cosplaying George from Paradise Kiss yes. to appeal to men. Yes. That's Clearly. why I'm here. Male gaze. Oh my god, that's what we should do next. You should do you you do George and I'll do Atsushi. Oh, so we just be insufferable gaze? <laughs> and then just, I'll pierce my cheek with a safety Just worse pin. insufferable. Okay, so the theme for next year is insufferable gaze. Somehow yes. worse than the previous years of we insufferable have to, gaze. We have to up our game, Amanda. We are talking about showing off here. I was thinking either Wolfwood and Vash or something else, but no, you want insufferable gaze. <laughs> I don't know. Is I just think also it's... part of your long con plan that ends with me cosplaying as Austria again. Yes, okay. actually, yeah, that was <gasps> you got me. You got <laughs> me. That is exactly. Corolla's plan for getting on this show was talk about gravitation as much as possible. Yeah. And force me back. I mean, into yes, cosplay. actually, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Get me back into my Austria cosplay. Those are her two goals, and she's working on goal two. Yeah, especially because I didn't actually know about our mutual love for Austria at that she's time. Perfect. So clearly, so clearly, that was my plan from the beginning. Because Roderick is the best character. He's the only one to be canonically married and the only one to be canonically divorced. He's so freaking beautiful. He's so pretty. I love him. He's so unbothered. Um, it's got great fashion sense. Some great fashion sense. And like he has so many pairings that you can throw him to. Yeah. Like he's really, he's very versatile. I mean, that's what happens when you're conquered a bunch of times and when the whole <laughs> Roman Empire falls and suddenly you're by yourself. I mean, so obviously. Fabulous. Yeah, OTP is Austria and Prussia. That's the OTP. <laughs> With a very, very soft uh, love of the absolute hate-fucking between France and Austria. Jesus. They do not like each other. It is angry, and there is a lot of swearing in multiple languages. I mean, that's fair. Oh my god, just like that art I sent you of Knives and Miguel. <laughs> Yes. First of all, who crawled into my brain and pulled that out? I need to know. Because those two men, the chokehold they have on me, hopefully physically one day, and then metaphorically, <laughs> the absolute stranglehold those two men have on me. But then also, they would rip each other apart. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, we actually finished. I know it took literally all year. We finished Trigun yesterday, the original, the 98 version. I now know Million Knives. Jesus and you Christ. have no questions about any quirks of my personality? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 
the puzzle pieces are slotting together as we speak. But I was like... I have loved that weird nerd since I was 16 years old. I may have screamed at the screen a couple of times, what the fuck is your problem? Vash. (laughs) Vash is his problem. Clearly. (laughs) The answer is Vash. (laughs) So Stampede is next, because clearly I need more of this. Uh, I do like Bichonen Knives. Bichonen Knives is a mood. But um, he wasn't very pretty. I mean, he had his moments. I didn't need him to be. That's the worst that's I, that's how you know you're a true fan. That's how you know you're not in it for fucking for male gaze. I loved him when he was a spindly nerd. I don't mind spindly nerds. He's I a was spindly, just... pathetic nerd, and I love him. Yeah, well, you know, but yeah, and I you have I, no more questions about anything in my personality. No, I finally understand so much more. It's all coming together. That I've been trying to steal <laughs> Wolfwood's gender since I was a teenager. I mean, Wolfwood is great, and I He's love such him. good gender. He very did, gender, very. He is he is so gender, but like we even like this, we didn't have this when we were younger. No, so like when we when we did halls, one we had we had physical malls, so like we didn't really have halls. We were all shopping together, so it was yeah. like me and my herd of fangirls. That we're all running around a mall together like a pack of fucking hyenas. Yep. That showing that. off to each other. There was a social aspect of it, and it feels disingenuous to say there wasn't a social aspect of it, but it was close, it was intimate, it was curated. I didn't have other people. I mean, I had other people judging me. We're in public <laughs> at the fucking mall. Lots of people were fucking judging us. But like I didn't care about the guy at the arcade. His opinion didn't matter to me. And in theory, the random guy on the internet's opinion doesn't matter. But when you hear that 50 times, yeah, it matters a lot. So the social internet was a huge aspect of it. And we have to talk about FOMO and trends. So we mentioned the fear of missing out. That's another huge one. We were all, we were huge, overly, you know, conspicuous spenders of BL back in the day. And now you have to do that to maintain a certain level of clout. There are so many more titles than we ever got when we were younger. So now we're concerned. It's like, oh shit, what if I'm missing out on the next best thing? What if this is the next insert, whatever great Yowie title you pick? But also, and and this is very true for me personally, because the thing is, we've been here. Because one of the big falls that I do, I thrift a lot. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm in Japan, I genuinely almost only shop at K-Books and Mandarake and book off to get, like, to, to buy used goods, things that mm-hmm. I can't get anywhere else. And mm-hmm. so I thrift a lot of very old manga published in English. When I say very old, you know, things that came out here in the early 2000s that right. I never got to buy because it was never available to me. Then it went out of print. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, say, take Fumi Yoshinaga, for instance, because that's what I've been doing this year, you know, mm-hmm. very much enabled by you. I've been, <laughs> I have been <laughs> thrifting old Fumi Yoshinaga manga that mm-hmm. you've talked about 
that I've never had available to me that has mm-hmm. been out of print for ages. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I find it somewhere. Like I look at thrift books, I look at world of books, I look at these old mm-hmm. sites like eBay and I get them where I can because they are mm-hmm. impossible to find. And so at the back of my mind constantly when new BL is coming out is me thinking, but what if this is something that I will end up wanting to read later when it is out of print and I'll have right. to go through what I've gone through with so many older series now. So I yeah. feel like there's this self perseverance of constantly wanting to buy everything while it's new because I Absolutely. know that if it goes out of print, I'll never find it. Well, and let's go ahead and slot into this. We'll we'll jump around in the outline a little bit because I do want to talk about, especially for us older fans, how much of this is influenced by an older version of fandom. So we're going to jump the gun a little bit. Okay. Um, because I, I barely, so, like I'm not even looking at the at the at the outline because I'm afraid of switching windows in case I am so it's, okay. again. it's only it's a couple spaces down, but I'm okay with moving it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> lights moving. Okay. Uh, like so, anecdote. My great grandfather was born and lived during the Great Depression in the U.S. And he would tell stories about like how he kept money like in like a coffee can in his mattress because he didn't trust the banks which that makes perfect fucking sense he's a black man who was born in like the 19 fucking hundreds it makes sense why he didn't trust the bank and he kept a gun and money stuffed in his mattress i totally understood that That Um, (laughs) yeah so when you look at especially older fans one, we are used to buying fucking everything. There are so many random manga that I bought when I was younger, having no understanding of it, having really just read the back of it and seeing, ah, oh, this is gay, buying it, fucking hating it, honestly. <laughs> and then never giving it up because it was gay and this is all we had. Yeah, that is so 90% like, of hear... my older collection. Right. It's like stuff I'll never read again, but hell right. no, I'm not getting rid of it. And you've heard us say that so many times. Like, we'll talk about the series that were formative to us. And it's like, yeah, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I'm going to die with it. But <laughs> like, I'm going to... There are so many, there are so many one shots in particular on my right. shelf that are like early June releases, you know, the, right. the bigger ones. I do. I have, I don't know what their name, I don't know what they're about. Right. Most of them are like mangaka I've never heard of outside of those stories. And you will never hear from them I, again. And I will never get rid of these volumes. No. Ever. Because we are one very reactionary and two we saw titans fall we saw what happened with tokyo pop we saw what happened with dmp we saw what happened that if we don't preserve especially physical media and this is something that's happening a lot right now as more and more companies phase out physical media in favor of subscriptions so you don't own anything anymore that we panic by like my great-grandfather with his money under the mattress we just buy shit sometimes because what if it doesn't come back what if it's out of print what if the mangaka fucking dies we're starting to have that problem really badly is like you know some of these series now are decades old what happens if the mangaka dies so we hoard, and this is all reactionary from a very old vestigial version of fandom. Where, like, yes, in theory, we have all these ebooks and blah blah blah. 
no, fuck that. What if there's a solar flare and it knocks out the internet? What if something happens? What if you lose? If Juno loses the license to Twittering Birds, guess what? I still have the book. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I literally, I retweeted this. I think it was this morning. I can't remember because mm -hmm. what is time? Uh, is time? There, there was something from the PlayStation Store mm -hmm. saying that they were cutting out, I think it was like, I think it was like discovery media mm -hmm. and and they were literally like yeah well you know we're cutting it out so it will disappear from your library and the tweet said well if buying does not mean owning then piracy is not stealing and that is a whole other episode that we will do at some point but that is literally it i do not trust digital media because a lot of the time you know it is literally only available on their sites in their mm -hmm. apps sometimes mm -hmm. you have to pay to fucking rent the chapters right. you don't get to download it you don't get right. to put it on a hard drive what do you do if they go down well which is why i buy that, physical media right like with discovery and zaslav where he is just cutting titles and warner brothers is just removing things they removed hundreds of episodes of classic looney tunes these have been on the air for decades and we're losing it sesame street which was public yeah. free education for children has been removed and placed behind a monetized paywall this is a much bigger conversation but we have this inherent distrust of media not being ours so there's this huge consumerist aspect to especially older fans yeah and i know like so story about me uh when I was growing up, we always had a little bit of like financial insecurity. Uh, so sometimes we wouldn't have access to like cable or the internet. That sucked for my entire family, except for me who had a massive DVD collection. And I remember going through like three seasons of Hitalia on DVD because I had physical media. I had movies. I had yeah. TV shows. You know, so while the, yes. No, just finish. Just finish it up. So, like, <laughs> while the house didn't have access to media, I did. Yeah. And, like, likewise, I resisted Netflix for so long because I thought it was stupid. Like, I didn't want to pay for it because it's, like, mm -hmm. everything is on there anyway. Uh, right. At this point, we still had, like, the last movie rental was, like, right next to where I live. So, we would still go there on weekends and rent movies because I preferred mm -hmm. that. But really, you know, I would get this sick sense of satisfaction whenever I would scroll down. Obviously, this is several years ago because people were still using Facebook. But I would scroll down my Facebook feed and I would see people constantly, the same people who would ask me, oh, my God, why are you still pre-ordering everything on DVD? would then mm -hmm. post on Facebook, does anyone have insert movie title on DVD because they removed it from Netflix? I'm like, ha, that's why. That right. is precisely why. And like, anime fans dealt with this all the time. When yeah. We had, like, the anime network on cable. Sometimes I mean, we didn't have titles, that, but, like... Well, we had that. Sometimes <laughs> those titles would be up for, like, a week, and you had to watch all of Elfin Lead <laughs> in a week and rot your brain. Um... Uh, so and also again like that there is no casual fandom in the early 2000s if no. i miss an episode of trigun of lupon of inuyasha i had to wait for that dvd release because that episode ain't coming back 
No, so, or if it was something that aired at least here, you know, things that aired mm-hmm. on the regular, you would have to wait for it to loop around. Right. To see that episode. That I had to missed. do that with so many times. I had so, to do that with Pokemon a lot. So there was a lot of stuff that is rare or out of print that really fuels Fujin over consuming. So like I know, yeah. so we have half price books here. Yeah, there have absolutely been times at half price where I will over purchase knowing that like, so I did this like with the gravitation novels. I don't really like the gravitation novels that much. I don't think that they're that they're that well written. We've agreed on this. They're not great as we gravitation. <laughs> we have talked about this. They are not great as gravitation media, but I need it for the collection. Yeah, it's like and if I and I'm never gonna see this again. Who else has it? And like I've joked going to half price books like what fucking fangirl died because there's all yeah <laughs> yeah. But I do that too because on one hand there's the gremlin in me that is like oh yes. thank god I can get this now. But I'm also like did someone die because I cannot imagine someone willingly parting with this stuff like could not be me when right. i die i expect bury people yeah either bury it with me or i swear to god i'm gonna donate it to some sort of museum and they'll have to put up like a manga department in my name like yeah. it's very important that is related that's, to my name that's the cloud that is I'm something painting. that i also wanted was like <laughs> for my high school to have like this is amanda's manga library and it was like my donated shit but like yeah so we're gonna loop back around to the thing that I think is most uh, at fault here when it comes to Hall culture, which is capitalism. Um, especially as these companies got really, really popular, they learned that one of the best ways to make us buy things was to break things up into individual chapters, to make yeah. us have subscriptions, to make I us have that. multiple subscriptions. I hate it. I hate it so much. If you make me buy a fucking chapter, I'm not reading your work. I don't no. care how good it is, but no, if I have no. to buy individual chapters, I'm not fucking reading it. At that point, it's just principle. I don't care how good it is. I It is irrelevant to me. That is greedy. It is greedy behavior. Yeah, um, and usually because we are older fans and we've mm-hmm. been around the block, we know that at some point they will collect it somehow. Yeah, eventually it will be collected. I'll wait. I'll, I'll, yeah, read, I'll, I'll wait. Read, I'll read the scanlations while I wait. I'm not buying singular chapters. I like, can't wait to talk about piracy <laughs> this year. Uh, but capitalism is a huge thing of it. And again, it's that doom buying. We rail on Tokyo Pop because that was a huge crater. The vacuum that created. It it's trauma. Like it's like we talk about it like it's a like it's a war flashback because it was. Yeah. One day that shit was just gone. And and you know, I still I am still feeling the aftershocks because I still have series on my shelf that were discontinued. When Tokyo Pop went under, and again, like we we we've talked about this. I don't know how much we talked about it on air, but we've definitely talked about it in private. That mm-hmm. you know, for me, being on the other side of the fucking ocean, we didn't even know what happened to Tokyo Pop over here. Like nobody right. knew; they just disappeared. Well, in all fairness, like I mean, especially like, for the age that we were when it happened, we didn't really know either. It's like what the fuck no. happened? Like one day there was gravitation, the next day there was no gravitation, um, and Junet at that time had not stepped up and produced more in that wake so there was just a vacuum there was just this sucking gaping wound 
of a lack of content. So capitalism really fueled that scarcity. And here's where we'll tie into influencers and monopolies. A lot of these companies spend a lot of money telling people that you think are your friends to spend more money. Mm. Now, we have absolutely taken sponsorships. I'm not opposed to taking sponsorships, but I certainly hope that you guys are aware that we are very careful about who we accept as sponsors, and mostly they are small businesses. We have not and probably will not, just by the nature of the content we create, accept a lot of partnerships from Tokyo Pop, from June, from anything like that, mostly just because of the nature of how we talk about that industry. But these guys spend thousands. Actually, not really thousands, it's hundreds, because no one pays influencers fairly, and this is a dig at the community, influencers often overvalue their own worth. This is just an industry thing that I know working with a lot of influencers, again, this is not a dig at anyone specific, but a lot of influencers will often either overvalue what their worth is, or companies will underpay them. So it's a vicious cycle. Um, and then monopolies. Increasingly, these things are run by one or two big companies. Yeah. So they'll fuel their own scarcity. One thing that I particularly don't like that Junae does is they love scapegoating Japan in their own issues with misprints, mislabelings, and scarcity. And it is not Japan's fault. That is Junae's fault. You guys got the manga to the publisher and it was fucked up. That is not Japan's fault. So this is why we don't get sponsored by Junae and anyone. Because <laughs> this is why. But like they have that whole scandal with one of those Koyonadot manga where it's like, oh, this is misprinted badly. It's like, oh, it was it was Japan. No, it wasn't. Do I you mean, guys not have QC? I didn't catch any of that over the sound of, you know, the psychedelico Kickstarter campaign that I backed like five years ago. And now they are publishing the volumes while I yes. have still not received a single one of the volumes that I backed. But, you know, we're not talking about that. Apparently and, we're talking and, about it. And I say that as someone who's still like, I still buy Juna's manga like all the damn time. Yeah. Because, because this is why we're here talking about hall cultures, because I need to own everything because I'm damaged. But also, like, they're one of the only reliable sources now to do that, which sucks. <laughs> like, no, it just, it sucks. And, like, when I think, of, like, especially, like, the anime side of BL, where, like, we, we get so few anime releases to begin yeah, with. We... That, like, now the series that we do get, I don't want to have to give Crunchyroll money. I don't want to give Funimation money. I don't want to give I'm not these allowed guys to Money, You're not so. allowed. <laughs> but like, I don't want to give Funimation money. And that's so, and again, it'll lead to this very, very interesting over consumerism where, like, I will go out of my way to buy things from Japan that I know that I can't consume because I'm not very good at Japanese. Because at that point, I'm buying out of spite. I did that with that special edition of Twittering Birds Never Fly. One, so I could get all the fun perk stuff. That I love. I and do love the fun perk stuff. I, I did that with I did stuff. that with uh, Ten Count Volume Five because I wanted the right. Chibi and Endos that came with it. Yeah, I um. Oh my god, <laughs> the the special volume for Twittering Birds came with uh Don't Stay Gold, and then a keychain set of Yashido's license plate, Ooh. which right like <laughs> d d objectively stupid. 
objectively stupid thing. But it's like, but I oh, love his it. car. Like, I oh, love his it. Car. And it's just so <laughs> yes. Yes. Bujin brain is, this is objectively the stupidest thing I've ever spent hundreds of dollars on. And it brought me so much serotonin, it brought me so much joy. But monopolies are a huge part of it. Influencers are paid to make you feel bad. That's their job. They're there to influence you. It's why both of us physically recoil when someone calls us influencers. I, yeah, no, I don't want to. Yeah, it's why we both, like, <laughs> both but of I, us physically recoil if you call us influencers. I also think that that is, you know, probably also related to, I don't know about you, but the physical image I have of an influencer is not what we look like. Or what we do. No. No. And I just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's some of how we got here. You know, of course, gatekeeping was a huge aspect of it. The social internet fueled it. Influencers made it sexy. And capitalism monopolies ran into the fucking ground. (sighs) Struggles. (laughs) Yeah. Screams and struggles. Let's see. I'm going to try to pull up the outline on my phone. Because I am okay. terrified of touching my browser. <laughs> There's only one more section. Yay! So, we've talked about how all this stuff is terrible. Can it be better? Yes. Of course it can. Of course it can. And the number one way that we will always say it can be better is something that we say every single fucking episode. Shop small. Yes. Shop small. Support you your can. If you can. Because I also want to acknowledge the privilege that comes with being able to shop small. I'm aware of that. A lot of these smaller creators, all these smaller businesses, they can't always afford to ship overseas. We have seen that. So if you do have the luxury and the ability to do so, shop and support smaller indie creators, stores, and the like. Yiggy Bean didn't pay for this, but Yiggy Bean is fantastic. There are so many other ways that you can support and still get manga legally that support smaller businesses that aren't Barnes and Nobles, Amazon. And yes, there are sometimes some drawbacks to supporting small. They are just as confined to release schedules as everyone else. Sometimes shipping can be a little bit sporadic. And yes, sometimes that means that you're not getting that stuff outside of the U.S. But the beauty of living in the U.S. is that we have all this beautiful privilege. We might as well use it. I mean, um, at least, I mean... You deserve some privileges living in the U.S. It's literally the only good thing going for us. <laughs> um, you know, I, you I, don't mean, I don't mean to sound like an old dad, but budgeting. I'm never saying don't buy things that you love. And I'm never going to say that I haven't spent too much money on things that are stupid. I'm going to point in the direction of all these <laughs> Nindos up here where I say I'm not in a position to tell anyone that I've never bought dumb things. I mean, I'm just, surrounded. Because, yes. just because you can't see any of my dumb purchases right. on this very blank wall behind me. They're there. You, so. <laughs> I'm looking straight at my, my, my Gaku. So wait, yeah, my Gaku shrine, my one yes. shrine, out of the two. one, yes. the one out of two. <laughs> so budgeting. It's so like right now there is an artist that I really, really want to support and I want to buy some merch from them. Guess what? 
I paid my bills first and I'm looking at the money that I have available. Yeah. And I'm saying, I can spend X dollars to buy this dumb thing. And then I can't do this again until after I pay the rest of my bills and get yeah. Christmas presents and send a bunch of shit to Corolla because she's across the goddamn ocean. <sighs> the struggle is real. No, I'm not your dad. I'm also not here to say to deny yourself because I have severe ADHD. I do not make dopamine on my own. My purchases are my dopamine. Yeah. But I do so within my means. Um, also, having finite space helps a lot. I have decided I have two Yowie shells. That exactly. is not commence. Yeah. That is not commensurate to my love of Yowie. That doesn't mean that I don't love this stuff. It means. I am not buying more bookshelves for my one-bedroom apartment. I do not need this much physical media of certain types. I know what I'm collecting, and I've made space for it. So, like, I have budgeted out space for the rest of Twitter. Yeah. It never flies. For whenever Yolkonada decides to fucking finish the series, <laughs> it should have ended ten years ago. <laughs> But, you know, speaking of that, you know, uh, you know, another form of budgeting is like, I almost want to call it like emotional budgeting, just like yes. to, to tell yourself that it's okay, like, you know, soothe yourself, it is okay to not buy everything it is okay yes. to like it actually it feels so good i mean obviously i'm terrible at it because i still buy almost everything that comes up but for me i've said this on mm -hmm. the show a lot of times like i've drawn a line which is i don't particularly like omegaverse so i will avoid the omegaverse series i don't have to buy them because i know i'm not going to enjoy them mm -hmm. i am not super into dunmay and i probably won't become into dunmay because i have chosen not to to buy those like to limit yourself and to focus like to hold in on whether it's one author one series one franchise mm -hmm. and just telling yourself that that's okay and like mm -hmm. emotionally budgeting and telling yourself you're not any less of a fujin just because you don't buy everything or just because you choose to right. not jump on every single trend like go with what you want to consume right. Right. And I mean, I feel like, you know, we talk about this all the time with, you know, like supporting artists. We both know and follow a lot of artists. Some of them we know very closely. And there's so much of a desire, like, just throw money at artists. It's like, well, that's great. And I want to do that. And I want to use my platform and my finances as much as I can to support who I love. I also have to keep the lights on. So it's understanding what tricks your brain into still feeling fulfilled so like now because i have limited myself so much the manga that i do buy is very selective i am very choosy i don't go i mean i don't go anywhere anymore after the pandemic my social <laughs> fully kicked in and i don't go anywhere anymore but like i don't go out and like hunt for manga the way i used to just because i know that like i don't need it I'm not going to read it. I don't read manga the same way that I used to. It's taking up space. So my goal right now is completion of existing collections. Yeah. yeah. So not starting new collections. It's completing existing collections. So like yeah. if I find a random volume or two or gravitation, I'll probably pick it up. Like, am I going to buy... I'm going to buy the, the new editions of gravitation when they come up because I am so... Maryland so hyped to compare the translations and the originals yeah. 
Like, and I think that's valid. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and I think like that's another great place is also, and this isn't in the outline, but getting rid of as you consume. So like one thing that I kind of want to do is I want to get those big shiny Death Note omnibuses, which mm-hmm. means getting rid of my individual volumes of Death Note, which is fine. And there's nothing wrong with that because I'm making space for a new thing. Yeah. Um, one thing I've also learned a lot is for smaller series, I'm totally fine with completing. If it has about four volumes, yeah, grab it all. But one thing I'll do a lot is, especially if it's a series that I've already finished, I'll just buy my favorite volumes. Oh. Yeah, so, like, I actually do this with Shonen a lot, where, like, I don't own all of Inuyasha. That's 60, 70 fucking volumes. What I own are, like, Shishomaru's first appearance, Mm. Moroku's first appearance. You know, like, I own key aspects that I really, really like. Yeah. I do Full Metal Alchemist, where like I don't necessarily own all of Full Metal Alchemist anymore. I own like Volume One and Volume Seven, which is where the manga and the first anime broke apart. Mm. So I own key aspects, yeah. especially. But, but I mean, I, I I mean I don't do that because I'm too much of a completionist. But I'm- I also. I also have, for all my complaining about how we used to only get like one shots and shorter series, I do Mm -hmm. find myself steering clear of the longer series because I know that if this is about to be 15 volumes, I'm not, I'm not ready. Like, I I don't know if I can commit to that. And that's also one of the reasons in particular, like I, I focus on BL because that is my that is my passion. That is where my heart lies. And there's so much of it. But that mm-hmm. is also partially why I've stopped buying a lot of shonen and a lot of shoujo mm-hmm. because they typically go on forever. I will. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that isn't on the list that is also very, very within the, the realm of budgeting, libraries. Mm-hmm. Libraries. Yeah have a lot of manga you can usually ask them to stock manga so what i will do now is that a lot of the time if there's a series i want to check out if it's in an app that i'm subscribed to i'll read it in the app Mm -hmm. or i'll find it at the library and i'll read it and then if i like it i'll try to wait and see if they'll release some collection and then like buy it if it's if 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 i find it to be worth taking up space and spending money on a lot of the time it's fine to just occasionally dip my toes in it and a lot of the times libraries will also sell up old volumes so i got half of i got half of fruits basket at the library because they were selling them for like like very 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 small prices a piece and i was very i got um i got an art book of my one of my favorite films which this will shock no one it's destino which is salvador dali animated by walt disney I've actually never heard a lot. So Destino, it's literally one of Walt Disney's like last projects. Salvador Dali made a bunch of paintings and Walt animated it. Oh, that's cool. It's literally me. It is me. And <laughs> it's, 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 if you need like a, a quintessential Amanda piece of media, it is Salvador Dali animated by Walt Disney. And my local library has the bookseller. It's literally mm-hmm. called the bookseller, uh, both the basement and cells. I got that art book for like a dollar. Yeah. It's this huge thick coffee table book of my favorite film. It is Destino. It is beautiful. I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus. And as much as we just railed against subscriptions, this is where (laughs) I 
subscriptions can be useful is if that is tempering consumption. So a subscription like Turenta or something or like Futekia that gives you access to titles that you aren't necessarily putting on your shelf, where you aren't necessarily having to buy individual chapters, but the subscription allows you access. I think that's where subscriptions are great. That's where ebooks are great. Yeah. Is you know, especially when there are sales, is when you don't need to have that in physical media or as a backup. So I'll I'll sometimes do that as a backup. I will have an ebook version, um, and then my goal will be to get physical. Yeah, um, I know I've been doing that a little bit with Twittering Birds Never Fly. Is that sometimes the physical volumes have been taking a little bit longer? So I'll I mean obviously I'll just pirate sometimes. Um, but I'll do ebook with the goal of buying the physical release when it comes out. Um, so that's where subscriptions can be a great antidote to is not when you're paying $3.99 per chapter, fuck that noise. But if you're spending, you know, five, ten dollars a month to have access to hundreds of titles, yeah. that's, a, that's a wet dream we couldn't have dreamt yeah. of when we were here. And like I, I have a like Futekia and Manga Planet have always been the same thing, but they used to be two separate subscriptions and now they're the they same. So yes. now, I mean, I have had, I don't even want to admit to this, but like I have had a subscription to Futekia for so many years that I very rarely use because I don't like reading digital that much. I will do it, but I tend to forget. So I pay for it monthly mm -hmm. and then not use it. But at least now I know that I can also, for instance, read you know the Nagareboshi Gin series mm -hmm. also on that subscription without getting a second one so you know it's right. because they're a full series they're a complete series and and right. you pay monthly and you can read as much as you want right. much better options than right. paying per chapter or per book right you know? and also again like things like um kickstarter i mean kickstarter isn't the best company but like Things like that are great to support smaller press, smaller Not authors. Juna. <laughs> Not like Iron Circus comes out with some great queer content and Spike is a titan. Like there are so many other ways to get that consumerist itch without feeding into capitalism. And I think I want to wrap up on this very important part of the holiday season, which is to be mindful. And I say mindful in its purest of sins. I'm not saying deny yourself. There, I will absolutely buy more manga after this. I will buy more BL after this. I will buy more BL that I will probably never read and will eventually have to be shoveled into my coffin with me when I die. <laughs> I was listening to an anti-haul video while placing an order for more manga last night. So, right. I mean... Like, I'm going <laughs> to order these pins from this artist that I like when I'm done when I as I'm waiting for this video to download and I'm gonna finish age bomber guys four hour video on plagiarism in which he has called out some of my favorite creators you look Harris. so gleeful <laughs> well a one of them is a creator I stopped following which is Illuminati I did stop following Illuminati after her whole debacle where everything fell out for her the other one is internet historian who i he tickles the 16 year old boy side of my brain where like he's like he's he's a white guy on the internet and he's kind of edgy but he's never like overtly racist or sexist but it's not like weird gamery guy kind of way where he's not very politically correct and blah 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 so 
uh, H-Bomber guy tears into internet historian in this video, and it's like, thank you for validating the part of my brain that is a woman and hate <laughs> that 16-year-old boy part of my brain, because he's an idiot. Uh, uh, the duality but, of Amanda. The duality of Amanda is literally a, an awful 16-year-old <laughs> boy who watches, like, Soviet Womble and Russian Badger, and the other side is a literal, like, beatnik wearing a beret talking about <laughs> third-wave feminism and queer theory. <laughs> Get you a person who can do both. Uh, uh, but it's a great video. It is... Three hours, 51 minutes, and nine seconds talking about plagiarism on YouTube. I think you need to link me to that so I can listen to it's it. It's in Discord, but it's great. Uh, okay. Uh, I put in recommendations. So if you're on our okay. server, it is in recommendations. It is great. I love H Bomber Guy. He is he's one of my favorite YouTubers. Uh, but be mindful. No one is a better fan than anyone else because they spent more money. You are not less of a fan because you don't physically own material. You are not more of a fan because you own the most material. It's so funny because we talked about the gatekeeping and the clout game. What I found anecdotally is the people that own the most are the ones that usually have the least to say. <laughs> so they own a lot of volumes, but they can't talk about it they can't I'm, speak huh i can't because i haven't read them yet because i'm waiting for well, all the series to come up to be but like <laughs> this is gonna sound I know. So this is gonna sound really elitist but like they don't have takes or thoughts they just have purchasing power they don't have opinions on talking about the imperialist fascist nature of One Piece. They don't have thoughts about Japan's excruciating hard-on for fascist imagery and German warfare and Attack on Titan. They don't have opinions or thoughts. They have money. <laughs> but I mean, I still, you know, just putting that out there because we've said it before. That doesn't mean, you know, you're allowed to just enjoy the thing. Without sure. having takes and opinions. And I, I think that that is important too. To sometimes just. I agree. Like, there is. That was so cunty of me. To just like casually get out my lip gloss. Like, <laughs> that was so yeah sure. Funny. Whatever you say. Me and girl Amanda has awoken. That wow. was so fucking cunty. Wow. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. No. Me that I <laughs> it's like yeah i guess you're allowed to just like have opinions oh that was uh, <laughs> kill, kill me it's oh, fine that it's was fine. no but i know that you know i because we talk By about the this way, all the time i just want to be this is nick's uh slip tees in the slip color slip okay slip tees in the color negotiator Oh, you look so smug. You're so pleased with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Is that duality of Amanda sticker? Like, I'm not better than anyone else. Everyone has their opinions. <laughs> Actually, you're kind of garbage, and I think less of you. <laughs> oh my god. That was yeah. so funny. I'm, oh, I'm you're terrible. It's oh, been was... a long year. It has <laughs> been a very long year. <laughs> Oh, that better make it into the into the year wrap up. That was oh so fucking Oh my god. Funny. Yeah, I'll work on but, that. God. Yes. But be mindful. 
like, like knowing so like for me i have a lot of stress that comes around during the holidays i know that usually fuels my overspending so now that i know that i can budget around that so when i'm you know desperately seeking dopamine at midnight i know <laughs> that those funds are set aside yeah but if i do spend i'm not like oh shit now i can't pay whatever bill yeah and i think so, that is like the most important takeaway from this is that mm -hmm. you know we're not shaming anyone we are clearly no. also guilty of doing this but please oh, put hurts. your put your financial situation first like put yourself mm -hmm. first in that sense don't do anything stupid like, absolutely like and I think that's one of the things that always frustrates me a little bit, like the influencer side of it is that they are just, they're trying to make you feel bad for who you are. And that's not fair. You don't know my heart. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm experiencing. You don't know. I'm not any less of a fan just because I don't own 5,000 volumes. I mean, listeners of this show, I doubt think that I'm any less of a fan because I only have two sections of shelving dedicated to boys' love. And no. if any of you do, you can go fuck yourselves. No, and also, like, here's the thing. It's kind of like the whole, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it. Right. It's the same thing. Like, you are absolutely allowed to be excited and show off your purchases and show off your hauls. Like, 100%. because we do it, because that is super yeah. fun. But also, but also you you know your hauls are still valid even if you don't post yeah. them on the internet absolutely and like i think for me it's about intentionality so like one thing i love is seeing when people buy our merch i love that because like that's to me is such i mean it's it's a positive ego boost yeah also please if you buy my books please show them off i need right. it <laughs> like, you if you do if you ever buy a manga because we said you'd like it tell us like yeah there's so much of the social aspect that i think is good and is valid which is why much like when we talked about in fujin brain rot we do have to talk about the negative aspects of it there's so much good that is in halls and hall culture that it's important to talk about the parts of it that aren't as good yeah. and that aren't as ideal and that do lead us to some negative aspects. Yeah, and especially if, you know, those lead to negative feelings in you. Like, if yes. you end up feeling like you're just buying stuff to fit in and to meet some sort of internet requirement, but you don't get any joy from it and you're financially, you know, decapitating yourself, don't do yeah, it. Don't do it. Like, exactly. Absolutely valid to to draw a line in the sand and say stop if it's not giving you if it doesn't spark joy. Like right. Me, I will. I will never Maria Kondo my collection because it gives me joy. Right. But if it doesn't, don't do it. Right. And for me, especially in the last few years, what has brought me a lot of joy is not adding to my yeah. collection. So, but that doesn't make either of us less valid or more valid or more valid none of more, i'm not more valid than anyone we're just nerds who like to look at boys kissing literally we're just nerds honestly just, the biggest so, fucking nerds so you notice nerds. that i'm wearing like little little gift present that's really earrings cute. for the haul special that's really cute <laughs> um 
yeah, like there's nothing inherently wrong with halls. I just think oh. that I think the social internet and capitalism took it astray a little bit. But I know there's lots of creators that are working on making it more ethical, that are making it more sustainable, that are making it better for the environment and for each other. So that's how halls are not the worst <laughs> thing on earth. But how some people made it kind of the worst thing on earth. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to, to exist is to perform. Uh, I had a great time talking about halls and hall culture, Corolla. Me too. Apart from the bit where my computer died. Uh, which was yeah, traumatic. Great, great time <laughs> editing this in a few minutes. Uh, oh, lucky you. I know. Uh this is the part of the show where we thank our patrons. Thank you, patrons. Uh, if you would like to join them, you can do so at patreon.com slash the shelf. So a special thank you to Jamie Andreasen, Jay Amora Blue, Lauren, Persona Nam Grotten, Rachel Tanner, Ren, Sarah, Stephen, Sue, Wesley, Lucy, and oh my god, Nabila. Thank you guys so much Woo! for supporting the show. Uh, you guys get an exclusive next week where we're probably going to talk about some of our um, the things that we spend money on, <laughs> which I think I know Pearl and I are a little bit different in this. That like oh, yeah. they're a little bit like there are things that I will go ham on when it comes to spending that I know Corolla doesn't and vice versa. So we're going to pull a peek behind the curtain a little bit and in the Patreon episode go over a small se uh, season retrospective and talk a little bit more in depth about our goals for 2024. Yeah, and also patrons, I am working my ass off to bring you <laughs> a, a newer version of last month's uh, Patreon special. I am working on it. It is a struggle, yeah. but it's coming. What, yes. uh, YouTube is still a bitch and is hard to work with, but we are trying and Corolla is doing great to so give her all of the praise that is necessary for that. Fighting um, for my life. <laughs> we're going to take a little break uh, for a couple of weeks, but then we're back in January. Do you want to tell the audience at home what the first episode of season five is going to be? Yes. Let me just double check that I got it right because <laughs> I have had. <laughs> no, I know what it is. I just, yes. I want to make sure I don't jump the gun or something. Yeah. Yes. For the first episode of season five, we are looking at shipping in Western fandom spaces. Oh boy, we're going to talk a lot about Super Hulak. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, you're going to talk a lot about Super Hulak. Because I, I made, no, Patreon <laughs> January, we're watching Supernatural. What? <laughs> Do you know how many episodes of Supernatural there are? How many episodes are there of Ken Porsche? I don't give a fuck. We're watching there are Supernatural. 14. There are 14 episodes of Ken Porsche. I will a random episode. We are going to watch Supernatural. Okay, I will watch a random episode. I've actually seen the first episode back when it aired. Okay, patrons, help us find an episode of Supernatural. We probably can't <laughs> do a live watch because of copyright, but we will talk about it for an hour and I cannot wait. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk a lot about shipping in Western fandom spaces because, as much as uh, our Western our Western fangirl fr uh, fans love to talk about how they don't do gross, dirty shipping stuff, there's this vague specter <laughs> in 
the corner of all the shipping that they do. So we're going to talk about that for the very first yeah. time of the season. I can't wait. Uh, as mentioned, patrons, you will get a video next week. And then we are live on the 17th. And I am so excited for that. Uh, you can follow the show in a myriad of places, including Twitter, which I say purely to piss off Elon Musk. The only dead naming I will ever do, Twitter. Dead naming that's acceptable. Um, we are on Blue Sky. We're working on it. Tumblr. Obviously, YouTube. Wherever you listen to your podcast. I know yep. Google Podcasts is going away next year and consolidating into yeah, it's consolidating into YouTube music, which I think oh. is a terrible move. But we are there. We're also on like Audible and stuff. Like we're really everywhere because I've worked very hard to make sure that we are everywhere. Um, <laughs> also, if we are in your Spotify rap. Yes. We would love to see that. We've gotten a couple where we are in y'all Spotify wrapped. If we are in your Spotify wrapped, let us know. Tag us. Tag us. We also have a Discord that will be linked. And uh, happy holidays, guys. Happy uh, holidays. You know what? I'll go ahead and say shop small. And yeah, show us like what you're excited about. Like We do genuinely love the social aspect of fans sharing what they're excited about. We don't hate hauls. We no, hate like we, we share hauls in, in the Discord. Yes. <laughs> Please do yeah, share with us if you're excited about something in the Discord. Like, Yeah, we love it. So... Have a happy holiday. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. And we will see you live in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.